Welcome to the SB Live California podcast. I'm here today with Pierce Clarkson, St. John Bosco quarterback. Pierce, you recently committed to Louisville. You were just there visiting. What was that visit like? It looked unreal based on social media and the tweets and the Instagram feed that I saw. What was it like for you? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a big weekend for me specifically. I mean, committing, it's a big deal. It's something every kid dreams of doing growing up playing football or whatever sport they're playing they're dreaming of coming to a division one school and making their dreams come true so I mean already it was a big deal even if you know I wasn't going there if I was just doing it from home you know it was already going to be a big deal for me but being able to do it in the city my new home and being in that environment with the people the staff everybody around in the community it was just special to be a, be a part, and I'm so grateful that I got the chance to experience that because it was truly one of a kind. How did you deal with the snow? It looked pretty cold that weekend. Honestly, the snow was fun. <laughs> I mean, being from California, I think I've only been to the snow once, and it was probably when I was seven years old, maybe, maybe younger than that. But, yeah, being in the snow, I mean, it was fun. I had a lot of fun, and I thought it would be a lot colder than it actually was. <laughs> But it wasn't too bad. And you shouldn't have to worry too much about cold weather down there with, with football. Maybe there will be one cold weather ACC game. What were some of the highlights? You went to a basketball game. There were a bunch of guys with you. Take me through some of the best memories that you made this last weekend. Honestly, the whole weekend was just full of highlights. It was just all highlights, and it was fun. Um, the basketball game, probably one of the coolest things. I mean, I got to go uh, just see a different sport. You got to watch it, look at the fan base, be a part of something. And, you know, the fans, they embraced me. I talked to a few of them, you know, took pictures with a few of them. You know, they're really embracing me, and I'm so grateful for that, and I appreciate them so much. But it was fun because, I mean, it was a point where uh, the student section actually brought me, and I got to lead a chant. I messed it up a little bit, but <laughs> I, got time to, I got time to work on it. Yeah. So, I mean, I got time to work on it. We'll get it right eventually. Had you ever heard as many Southern accents that weekend in your life uh, before, or was it? Are you new to the Southern accent? Could you understand people down there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understood people pretty well. I mean, it's just it's fun. I'm looking forward to getting to know them all if I get the chance. What was the recruiting process like for you? So you've decided on Louisville. There, are, of course, other schools interested in you. Take me through how it all came about that you end up committing, and what other schools were close. Louisville came early I think it was right after the spring season maybe during the spring season it was sometime in April when I first received the offer and after that it was just like a full court press I mean they made it known that I was you know priority recruit for the 2023 class and that was something I always appreciated my family always appreciated they were always up front with me and it was just something that I could look at and I could say I appreciate that you know it was never anything like they never tried to lie and sell me on something that wasn't true it was just everything they said it was up front and when I got my first chance to go out there in June you know I really wanted to see like if their words matched the actions and everything just seemed to line up and when I got there it was just I felt like I could be a part of a family when I got there coach Satterfield coach Thomas the whole staff they embraced me you know, and it was like, it just felt like I'd known them before that, and I've met up with them before that visit even started. And after that, I was just kind of always drawn into Louisville, and I knew it was a special place. So when I got back, um, 
back to California, focus on the season. And then when I had the chance to take a trip back in November, I wanted to take, you know, some of my guys with me, some of my teammates, friends, you know, closest people. And, you know, we all went on that trip to the Clemson game. You know, we got to see DJ and Bo, former teammates here. And just being in the environment again, um, I really just kind of realized, like, this is where I want to be. You know, it was uh, another time for me to basically see everything again and everything just still lined up perfectly and everything clicked for me and the opportunities. And no matter what it was, whether it was just playing, education, living, or even like NIL, you know, it just all seemed to line up and it was just a perfect fit. Amazing. And when you committed, your family bought the 13 billboards in Louisville. What has been the reaction to that? I mean, A, it shows how serious you are, but B, it's really cool. I don't think anyone's ever done it. Whose idea was it? How did it come about? What's the reaction been like to that? Just take me through everything involved with the billboards, because that's a really cool story. Honestly, I don't know whose idea it was. I know it was something that multiple people kind of thought about and, you know, put together. And it took a lot of work to do that. But um, it was just special when I saw it. I originally saw it when I got off the plane. I landed at, like, early morning. And I saw, like, just kind of billboards. And I was like, that's me. Dang. Like, <laughs> that's me. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> and, you know, I was, it was still early in the morning, so I was still pretty tired. But I was looking at it all, and I was like, that's so cool. It's like, I don't know if I've seen anybody do anything like that before or seen, like, billboards for a commitment, you know. So it was something I looked at, and I thought it was pretty cool. And the city seemed to enjoy it. You know, everybody around seemed to think it was pretty cool. So it was definitely just something cool to have this weekend. And you knew about it, right? You knew that that was going to happen? Yeah. Got it. I read that you were the talk of the town with those billboards, and there were people at the grocery store like, hey, did you hear about that quarterback from California? He's pretty good. Look at those billboards. What does it mean to you to be the talk of a town that's almost you know, 2,000 miles away? That's got to be a pretty cool feeling for you. Yeah, you know, it's a blessing. I mean, I never really expected it. You know, I knew that I loved the fans, and I loved the people there, and I loved the city. You know, so I feel that same love in return. You know, it's something special. And I can't wait to just officially be out there and be able to give them my all and help be a part of something special and build in this program how we all know it could be. You've said you want to build a special recruiting class. Of course, quarterbacks have to commit early to lock in a spot, but you're committing early as well to try to recruit other guys to the Louisville class. What is your plan to try to give this class uh, name recognition and uh, just bring in some guys? Take me through your plan, how you're going to execute trying to bring in more guys in this class. You know, I've been able to build relationships with a lot of great players, you know, across the country, you know, in-state, out-of-state, West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. I've been able to build relationships with a lot of guys and have some close relationships with them and, you know, Social media, this is where social media comes in. You know, it's like, it's a way to connect with people without physically connecting with them. You know, so through that, you know, I've been talking with them, you know, FaceTime, whatever. And um, a couple of the guys that I've been able to really connect with and I actually brought with me on the visit were 
Jonte Cook and Kyle Parker, two kids from Texas who play on my seven-on-seven team, and we're able to get them out there. And really those are guys that I've become pretty close with and built relationships with. So building relationships with, you know, a lot of these top players across the country and helping them see what I see in Louisville and why I chose the school. You know, everybody has their own reasons, but at the end of the day, Louisville is a special place and it's one of a kind, and they'll be able to see that for themselves. Without blowing up your spot, who on St. John Bosco are you trying to get to go to Louisville as well? Anyone? Um, definitely. I'm working on Jay Sean, Jaleel McLean, RJ Jones. I'm working on a couple other in-state guys, you know, <laughs> working on a tight end for modern day. You know, I'm working to get some of this West Coast talent out there with me. DeAndre Moore potentially too from Los Alamitos. He ended up taking the visit after oh, decommitting yes, from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, definitely. Me and Dre played on the same youth team back in eighth grade, and that's kind of when our relationship started. And him being out in California now, you know, he used to live in Vegas. He moved here this past year, and him being out in California now, we built a lot closer relationship, and that's definitely one of my guys. And having him out there on the trip was definitely something that was special to me and special to him you know we always felt like we made a great duo and we were great together you know just the chemistry was always there so recruiting him and having him come be a part of this special class and special program that's definitely something I want to do. College football right now with the name image and likeness deals it's the wild wild west it seems like sometimes how was NIL pitched to you in terms of your recruitment to Louisville? Do they have a plan for that? Just take me through your conversations about NIL during the uh, recruiting process. Well, Louisville knows exactly what they're doing with this NIL deal. So I trust them. You know, I've had meetings with them, you know, where they've kind of like took me through what their thought process is. My family, we've met with them. And, you know, you could tell that they know what they're doing. They know how to handle this, you know, and they've been preparing for this for long before it was even, you know, something that became real. So when I look at NIL and I look at how they're handling it, I mean, I think they're doing a great job. On three ranks recruits, in addition to skill, in terms of their potential NIL deals down the line, I saw your number 87. Does that mean anything to you to, to be ranked in a financial sense, does that excite you? Do you not really care about that? I think that's a really groundbreaking ranking that they're doing. You're one of the top 100 guys in your class. Does that mean anything to you, or does that not really matter to you? I mean, not really. I mean, it's cool. You have, like, <laughs> recognition, you know, whatnot. But, you know, it's the same thing. Like, rankings don't define somebody as a player, and neither does an NIL estimate. You know, that doesn't define anything. You know, so when I look at it, you know, I'm just worried about, you know, how I'm going to recruit this class to Louisville and what we're going to do after that. Putting you on the spot here, if you don't have an answer, no worries. Is there one company that you would love to partner with down the line or not even thinking that far ahead? <laughs> I can't even think that far ahead, honestly. No worries. That makes sense to me. Tell me about Scott Satterfield. How did he recruit you? What's your relationship like with him, the head coach at Louisville? Um Give me some insight into just how he recruited you, like I said, in your relationship. Coach Sat is my guy. I mean, he's been my guy since my first visit out there. And our relationship has took off ever since. And that's a guy I trust. And obviously, he trusts me or else we wouldn't be in this position today. So 
I look forward to keep furthering my relationship with him and the rest of the coaching staff because, I mean, those are guys who embrace me like family. And, you know, that is my family. And when I get there, I can't wait to play for them. Lance Taylor, the new offensive coordinator hired last month. You hadn't committed yet when he was hired, but he became involved in your recruiting process, obviously, because he's the OC. What's that like when a school hires a new offensive coach, and even though you're interested in the school, you don't really know that coach very well, and they have to start making an impression with you? What's it like to build a relationship when you've been so far along in the recruiting process already? I mean, it's different, but I met Coach Taylor over the phone. We talked, you know, before my flight out there. And I really didn't worry about it when I did see, like, the new OC. I looked forward to actually talking to him. And once I talked to him, you know, I really didn't have any questions in my mind before that or, if, you know, or any doubt in my mind. It was just I wanted to get to know him. And I like Coach Taylor. You know, I was able to meet him this weekend, and I think he's a great guy and definitely an even better coach. So I can't wait to keep building that relationship with him. What do you think his offense is going to look like next season and then when you're there at Louisville? Have you had any discussions about what he's trying to do offensively? You know, honestly, our relationship has just kind of taken off. So mm -hmm. this weekend was, like, really the first step of it all. But I plan on going back out there real soon. Yep. So hopefully when I do, we're going to talk and dive into some football. Your dad, Steve Clarkson, a very famous quarterback coach. What's it like growing up with a dad as a quarterback coach and you're a quarterback? Honestly, growing up, with, you know, my dad as a quarterback coach, I've always been around football. You know, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know you're going to get into football. <laughs> you know, it was just a matter of when, you know, and when you were going to really just take it completely seriously. And, you know, it was a time when I actually wanted to be a basketball player when I was young and growing up. But once I got into, I think, eighth grade, it was I realized, like, football is the path I want to take, and that's when I went all in on football. And my dad has been, you know, great with guidance for me, and he's been supportive. And he's been at, like, I think every game or tournament, you know, whatever it is, he's been there. So it's been great to have him around and definitely somebody I could look to for advice or whenever I need help. So it's something that I really appreciate. So he does the camps. I'm sure you go to those, and then he tutors guys one-on-one, -on -one, right? And I'm sure, obviously, he tutors you one-on-one. -on -one. What's that schedule like? Where do you guys train when it's just you and your dad? How often does that happen? And just take me through a workout with your dad, whether it's once a day, once a week. What are those like? Honestly, believe it or not, I actually don't train with my dad. Interesting. So um, my dad kind of always wanted to take the you know, parent role with me. You know, He wanted to guide me, but he didn't want to coach me because it wouldn't be like that forever. You know, I wouldn't be able to have him. As a coach, you know, whether it's a private coach or at, for my team, you know, I wouldn't be able to have him as a coach throughout my whole career. So he wanted to hand me off to different coaches and trust them with me. And really, I think it helped me a lot, you know, just to be able to be around different coaches. You know, obviously, I still talk to my dad and whenever I need help or, you know, I want to work on something like little, I mean, he'll work on it with me and we'll work together, you know, so that's something I appreciate. But really, when I look at training, and I'm like actually training. I work out with 3D QB or my brother Anton. And, you know, we, we're the ones who really work. My dad's there. But I do 
his Sunday workouts that he has, like, not an individual thing. It's mm-hmm. a group thing. It's just any time, you know, I want to go get some work in, throw. He has other coaches there, you know, and I work with them, you know. So that's kind of been my process through training to be a quarterback. That's interesting. It seems like all the top guys are with 3D QB. So even though you're not with your dad, you're still obviously getting great, great training. Who are some quarterbacks you're tight with from working like they work with your dad? Think back to when you were little. Was there a guy you looked up to that you were really excited he was working with your dad? I mean, I've been around a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys, uh-huh. you know. But I say the closest, you know, relationships and the guys I looked up to the most, you know, it's came from his quarterback retreat. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been able to be around Bryce Young. Uh, DJ, I mean, I was around in my freshman year, but he goes to the event. You know, I've been able to be around him, um, Matt Corral, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Nick Starkle. I've been around a lot of guys, and, you know, I'm fortunate to be around those guys and be able to learn from them and see how they act and when they lead by example and look at things that, you know, from their game or – you know, just from their everyday lives that, you know, I might want to apply to myself or look at and reflect on myself. So it's been great to just have those guys around. You mentioned Bryce and DJ. They featured in your commitment video. They narrated a little bit of it. Take me through how that all came together. Really cool to get Bryce Young and DJ Uyunglele involved. Uh, That video was awesome. The weight room shots, the field shots, clearly a lot of time and effort went into it. I thought it was one of the better videos I've seen. Take me through how that all came together. Honestly, I was just going over it with, you know, the videographer and the editor, and we were just thinking on brainstorming ideas, and we thought about Bryce's video that he got done by uh, Devontae Smith, you know, and he narrated it. And, you know, we looked at it, and we are like, that's pretty cool. We might be able to, you know, use this for inspiration. So when we thought about it, we were like, all right, we got it. So... I had Coach Negro. I asked him if he could yeah, he you know, speak too. on it and narrate, and you know he said yes, and he was the whole intro. And I shot a text to DJ and Bryce and Bo, and you know they were completely open to it. I mean they wanted to do it, so I was so appreciative of that because I mean it was a big moment, you know, and having guys that you know I was able to be around and I looked at, you know, before I was really able to even become the quarterback here I was just looking at them play I was watching them you know so kind of looking up to them in some sort of way you know having guys like that speak in a video you know where it's your commitment and it's a big moment for you is special you've been dealing with these star power quarterbacks for so long with your dad and now in high school at St. John Bosco one of the best teams in the country this is now your moment this is now your senior year coming up what does that mean to you now that you're the one living it? After watching all these guys get their due and go on to play college, you have your senior year now. You're going to go on to college. You just committed. The time of Pierce Clarkson is now after being around it and, and waiting for so long to get your opportunity. What does that mean to you? Honestly, first, it's just I, I remember it was like yesterday I was a freshman, so it's time's really flown by. You know, the days are long, but – the years are definitely short Mm -hmm. you know it just it just came around so fast and now it's finally here you know I'm appreciative of everything that I've been through to get you know to today you know whether it was 
the good days, the bad days, the hard days, the stressful days, no matter what it is, I'm appreciative of all of them because it's made me who I am today. It's helped me find out who I am and it's helped me get here, you know, and have these opportunities and be in this position that I'm in today. So I wouldn't trade any of that. And now that it's my senior year, you know, left some unfinished business last year, you know, so when I'm looking at my approach to this year, it's my year. And that's all I have to say. It's my year. Absolutely. This year, you won't be splitting time with Kate and Hauser the last two years. Every other series, you'd start and then he'd take the second. You'd go in the third. It went back and forth. He's now at Michigan State. A couple questions for you on that. First, what's it like for you when maybe you lead a touchdown drive, you feel like you're in a rhythm, and then the next series you, you have to take it off? How challenging was it to split time? I'm sure you know it was hard for both of you. I'm sure there were aspects of it maybe you both liked a year ago. Take me through just – what that was like splitting time uh, every other series w with a quarterback. Uh, you know, I'm sure there were challenges to it, but it might have some upsides as well. What was going through your head last year? Honestly, I mean, at any school, you, you'd love to just be the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, splitting time isn't something like anybody thinks of or they're like, oh, I can't wait to go split time. <laughs> you know, it's not something anybody thinks of doing or really like truly wants to do. But it was a position that we were both put in and we both had to deal with and I think we dealt with it extremely well you know me and him actually ended up becoming like the best of friends like we still talk like every day or every other day you know and we built a great relationship you know so I'm proud of him you know I know he's proud of me so having this past year I mean splitting time it's not the easiest but and it's hard to get a rhythm sometimes but we did it and we were able to work really well together and I feel like that's why our team was successful. I mean, splitting time isn't easy, but you're splitting time with two quarterbacks who are really just me guys. That's definitely a lot harder. And that's something I felt like me and him really definitely weren't. You know, we wanted the best for the team. You know, we wanted to do whatever it takes for the team to win and be successful. You know, whether that's him going and throwing a touchdown or me going and throwing a touchdown, no matter what it is, you know, we wanted to see each other win. You know, we celebrated each other's victories. We celebrated everything with each other. And we're definitely the closest of friends, you know, and definitely some of the closest people on this team. So having that relationship is something I'm extremely grateful for, you know, that was somebody who, you know, you could go to, you could just talk about football or whatever you're seeing in the game. You know, we kind of just went back and forth with each other about it. And, you know, we were able to just pick each other's brains during the game and just look at each other and go into the next drive with, better knowledge and better understanding, you know, no matter what game it was, we always did it, you know, so that bond is definitely something that was special. We talked earlier about how now it's your year in that sense, it couldn't be more true. It's now your year to take the snap every series. I'm sure, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, they just come in maybe junior, senior year, they're starting on varsity, you split time the last two years. So playing time is not something you're taking for granted this year, I'm sure. Being the starter, you've earned it, but after two years of splitting, I'm sure you're even more motivated and more excited to be the guy every series. And does that put a bit of a chip on your shoulder? Now it's it's you and it's only you. How, how exciting is that and how motivating has the last two years been? To You know, you earned this chance and now you're going to go out and take it. You know, um, the past two years, I mean, it's been great because I've had somebody else to really push me. Me and Kate and push each other every single day, you know, so 
that's something that I've taken with me, you know, now that he's not here, he's off at Michigan State, you know, I've kind of always just been push yourself now, like mm-hmm. continue to push yourself. It's in you. you got it. And, you know, I'm excited for what this year holds. You know, I'm excited to go out there with this team, you know, and really just go all out with these guys. You know, it's senior year, and these guys, we've worked hard, you know, the past year, you know, since COVID season. You know, we've been together. We've been working hard, you know, in this 23 classes, something that I think is very special. You know, we have the right guys on this team. We have guys to do it. We have a few new additions, and I really think this team is special. On February 2nd, 2022, what's your message to Louisville fans today? You know, you guys have embraced me, and I truly look at the city of Louisville as my new family, and I truly – I can't describe how grateful I am for, you know, all the love and support – you know, you guys have given me the past few days, and I hope I could repay that all to you. And I look forward to getting out there again. You know, I believe I'm going to try to go out in March, I believe. You know, so I look forward to getting out there again. And after that, you know, for my official visit, and then after that, a game. And when I'm officially there on campus and I sign, you know, I look forward to giving you guys everything that I have. You know, in this 23 class, you know, I promise you guys it's going to be something special. And we're going to go out there and with the pieces that the program already has, the coaches, the guys, you know, the community, the fans, they have it all already. And with the addition to keep building this program into something special, I believe we're going to do it. My last question for you, Pierce, I've been meaning to ask you this for a long time. So last season, was it DeSmet Jesuit from St. Louis, did you, was that the team you played, the, the team from St. Louis? Maybe if you don't remember, I think it was. We played East St. Louis. East St. Yeah. Louis, not the yeah. Smith. Thank you, East. I got those mixed up. And you threw one of the best balls that I've ever seen a quarterback throw. So it's like that 60-yard bomb. You, you take the hit. I think Was it to Chaden or was it to Logan? Logan. I, Logan. So you remember that play. I thought, you know, watching countless hours of quarterback film a year ago, that's a throw that stood out to me as one of the best that I had seen all from last season, and maybe in my time watching film. Do you remember that play very well? Um, I, I wanted you to ask you to break it down because I thought for Louisville fans, if you uh, get a chance to, to watch that play, search East Highlights, Pierce Clarkson, because I thought that throw was amazing. Take me through that play if you remember it. I know it was a few months ago, but to me that was one of the best plays I'd ever seen. Honestly, I can't remember if it was second or third down. You know, I remember in the second half – we had a rocky second half. You know, it wasn't our best half at all. Yeah, and that really changed you know? the game. Absolutely. And that definitely changed the game. You know, and the game ended up being closer than it really should have been, you know. And I just remember that we called the play, and I looked around, and we didn't have our first option. I knew they were pressuring us the whole game, and I knew that. We needed momentum. We needed to make a play up, and we needed to get something going again. So before I took the snap, you know, I really just collected all my thoughts. I locked in completely, and as I was going through it, I remember snapping the ball, and I glanced at my first read, and it was a play we'd ran throughout the game multiple times, so they were prepared for it after a little bit. They made adjustments. And 
I glanced at it and saw, you know, they made an adjustment to it. You know, so I quickly got off of it knowing that, you know, I was going to have a lot of pressure and their plan the whole game was to keep pressuring us and run man. You know, I knew where my matchups were. And it was a play action, a little roll out to the left. And usually we'd hit like a little corner out. But, you know, they made the adjustment so that that really wasn't there anymore. And I glanced up, you know, really just went low to high. And I saw the post going over the top, you know, and I saw him get even with them. And Boer was a guy, you know, he's a speed burner. You know, you let him get even with you, he's definitely leaving. So when I looked at his leverage, you know, I knew I didn't have a lot of time to make a decision. But that was something I've always been, like, proud of part of my game. You know, I'm decisive with what I want to do. You know, I'm going to go 100% with it. You know, once I decide what I'm going to do, I'm going to make it happen. And I just remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, I could see, you know, pressure coming towards <laughs> me. But, you know, I, all I can think about was need to make a play, no matter what. So... Saw Boer, you know, we have a trust in each other, you know. I trust him to get where he needs to be, and he trusts me to put the ball where it needs to be. So let it go. You know, yeah, I took a hit. But seeing him catch the ball and then run it to the end zone, it was it was all worth it. Like, the hit, it didn't matter at all. You know, I looked, and I was like, yeah, we got our momentum back. <laughs> Did you have a better throw all last year? Maybe you think you might have, but to me, again, that, that, that was one that blew me away. And Louisville fans, you need to watch it. Mm, you know, I have a lot of favorite plays, yeah, uh -huh. but we're talking about memorable plays from this past season. I'd say that's definitely one of them. Yeah, awesome. Well, Pierce, so excited to watch you as a senior. Thank you so much for your time. Louisville fans, you got a great QB coming in in a couple of years. Pierce Clarkson, thank you so much. Thank you.